When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on right now. You throw down $5 on any NFL game coming up this week. And if your team wins, get $280 in free plays. That's simple, that easy. All right. Joined by ex-ASU point guard, current ASU color commentator, living the life, Mr. Kyle Dodd. Hello, Kyle. How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. I can't uh, can't wait to, to join you here and have some fun and uh Dive deep into this rivalry. I know it's a, it's a fun one, and I have a lot of fun with it, as you guys all know. So uh, I'm I'm excited to be on with you. Oh yeah, first and foremost. So how'd you get how'd you get the current gig? Obviously, you played at ASU. So now, and you're living the life, being able to uh, you know talk about the team that you went uh, that you played for. How'd you how'd that all come about? Uh, well, I was actually I moved back to uh, Orange County after I got done playing. I was doing some coaching. And then I uh, moved back out to Phoenix to uh, take over a basketball academy that was run by uh, Russ Pennell, who mm-hmm. ended up was going down to U of A to work with you uh, with Lute. So I had an opportunity to come in and run a training facility. And um, while I was starting that, uh, one of my former teammates, Brad Nara, was the color analyst and he had to leave for a big boy job and the opening was there and they asked me and I was like, yeah, I mean, do I have to like audition or, you know, what? And they're like, no, I mean, if you want to do it, you you know, we know you can talk hoops. So I've been doing it 11 years and it's a blast because I can still stay around the program, but I don't wear the wins and losses quite as much as I, as I did as a player or, or a coach when I was there. And, and it's, it's been fun. Right. All right. So let's talk about first and foremost, and then we're going to go down memory lane a lot because a lot of, a lot of fun stuff to bounce off you, but uh, all right, Arizona ASU uh, coming up this week. Um, ASU is a team that, you know, under Bobby Hurley, I think it's fair to say, been kind of schizophrenic, uh, some really high highs, some really, you know, low lows this year's team right now. Um, what are the, what are the, for ASU to win this game, to be competitive, what needs to go right for the Sun Devils? 
Uh, it sounds crazy when I when I say this all the time, but it's as simple as making shots. I mean, right? You know, shooting the basketball is it's no secret hasn't been a strength of this team. Um, I think it's it's a uh, contagious thing. I mean, early on they started off not shooting it well, and I think they're pressing a little bit. You're also trying to incorporate so many new players um, into a year that's again a little bit disrupted like last year and it's just been it's been an adjustment it's been hard for the guys and we obviously know how how talented Arizona is and they're clearly back um and I think uh it's going to take a extremely good effort from from the Devils to uh go into McHale and get a win on Saturday when I look at this ASU team the one guy that it seems to kind of be the bellwether for them is Marion Jackson if he plays well then they've got a chance but it's kind of you know uh, he, he's kind of he's up and down and then you look at the rest of the roster Jalen Graham was a kid that I liked a lot out of high school um he might not have developed quite like the way that I thought but between him and Ga- between him and Gaffney I mean you've got some decent you get the five-star big man uh, he brought in there's some decent talent up there. I mean, it's not like you go in and say, all right, well, you know, we're playing Grand Canyon. I mean, there's some legitimate yeah. talent there. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been weird because, like I said, there was, you know, college basketball in a sense has turned into a little bit of, you know, free agency. And and when you bring in nine new bodies, only a couple freshmen, and, and you look at what these guys did other places, you're right. I mean, Marion Jackson was the player of the year in the Mac and I know it's a transferring, you know, he's transferring up, but um, you know, averaging 18 points a game and, and, you know, Gaffney and Mohammed, you know, played at Ohio state and, and, and a lot of these guys, you know, are good basketball players and talented basketball players. And for whatever reason, it, it's been a little bit of a struggle, you know, getting them on the same page. Um, you know, coach Hurley's tried a little bit of everything and at times they've played some really good basketball, but uh, you know, it's been, it's been tough, especially, you know, as you guys know, down there, it's the COVID situation. I mean, right. I'm just, I'm just ready for a normal season to happen and it, it's getting there, but it's, it's been right. tough. You know, Hurley from an outsider perspective is an interesting coach because uh, he's got an easy pitch and that, you know, you come here, we're going to run, we're going to get up and down. I mean, you know, you look at it last year, you bring in a guy like a Josh Christopher, you bring in a Marcus Bagley. Um, there are guys that want to play in that system. What is, you know, what is, what's held ASU back from reaching that next level, I guess. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, it looked like we were headed in that direction, um, you know, three straight years. We have 21 seasons, which, you know, just unprecedented at ASU had it happened in, I think like 60 years. And, you know, that third year we were probably, you know, making the third straight NCAA tournament and you bring in a monster recruiting class with Josh Christopher and Bagley, uh, you know, Remy decides to come back and then the world shuts down, you know, and, right. you know, we had a stretch last year where we played, I think, you know, in 30, you know, 31 days, we played like two games. They had practiced like twice in 21 days and it just, they never got off the ground. It didn't seem like, you know, the pieces, you know, mixed together all that well. Remy was kind of in a way checked out just, uh, you know, it was tough for him because, you know, Remy was a guy, you know, as you know, that fed off the crowd and he loved playing on the road, loved playing at home. And, it was weird. It was really weird to be in empty arenas last year. And so I think it was just never got off the ground last year. And then this year, just like I said, you're trying to incorporate all the new pieces. It's been um, a little bit rough, but a lot of basketball left and hopefully uh, they can get it going a little bit. Yeah. So we got, obviously got Arizona ASU um, coming in. Arizona's coming off a tough loss, obviously last night against UCLA right there, a game where, you know, anybody that watched it, Kirk Creasa didn't play well. Azulis Tabellas didn't play well. Matherin, nobody really played well. That's a, 
I, I always feel for the team that's kind of on the lesser end of the talent stick when a game like that happens. If I'm ASU, I'm almost wishing that Arizona had won that game. So you're kind of coming in maybe a little bit higher than that. Yeah. Whereas Pose, you're probably going to get an incredibly motivated Arizona team this com- this coming Saturday. Yeah, it's something we always talked about, you know, uh, as a player. And then, you know, just being around the program. It, it, there is the Arizona factor, especially when you're the traveling partner mm-hmm. with us. So there was times when you know, Oregon would come in on Thursday and just shoot the lights out and upset Arizona. And then right. on Saturday they'd lay an egg and we'd pound them, you know, and we had, and we, you know, I remember playing on some mediocre teams that would beat up on good teams on the weekend because, you know, they, they invested so much energy in Arizona on Thursday or vice versa, you know, Arizona, you know, or you, you know that you get pounded by U of A on a Thursday and you know, you can't get split, uh, you know, uh, get uh, swept at home. So, you know, all your effort goes focused to ASU. So it's just, it was always interesting to see how the dynamics, uh, you know, play out with the rivalry. And then, yeah, you're right. I think, you know, Arizona, that wasn't a great showing last night, but we all know, I, I fully expect U of A to come back and, and uh, put it on them. And Mikhail, to be honest with you, because I think just they didn't make shots last night. It was just everybody was cold and every, and every all happened at the same same time too. All right. I wanted to, a big part of this, I wanted to go down memory lane because you played at a time at ASU where it was an interesting time for ASU and certainly an interesting time for Arizona as well. First of all, you kind of come in, obviously don't play for Bill Frieder, but you still got some of the players that are kind of the residue there. You've got Rob Evans. Your first year you get in there and you got Eddie House. And Eddie House, for my money, is about as good a Pac-12 or Pac-10 scorer as I've ever seen. And as you were messaging me back and forth a little bit, you were able to combine for 63 points with him there, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. I tell that's my uh, my big claim to fame. I, I tell people all the time I combined with Eddie for 64 at Cal one game. He had uh, 61, I had three. So it was a right. you know great performance by, by us in that game. But yeah, Eddie was Eddie was great, man. I still talk to him to this day. Great friend. It made it was the easiest job I ever had as a point guard. Honestly, it was, uh, you know, I just we I used to joke. I'm like, man, we ran the give and go, man, the old school give and go. Give it to Eddie, and go the hell away, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, it was fun. It fun fun senior senior season for him and, and freshman season for us. We were Coach Evans' first recruiting class and got a chance to play with Eddie, and it was great. All right, I wanted to ask you about the. Uh, for my money, and Arizona's had a lot of obviously really good teams. For my money, 2001 is the best team in school history here. I know it was a little bit disjointed that year, but just a refresher. You have Jason Gardner, you got Gilbert Arenas, Richard Jefferson, Michael Wright, Lauren Woods, Luke Walton coming off the bench. Just from your time watching Arizona, watching the Pac-12, where does that team rank for you? And being on the court against them, what was that like? Yeah, it was that that team was incredibly talented, and the Pac-10 those days was loaded. I yeah, mean, Arizona had five, six pros every year. UCLA had four or five. Oregon was good with Rittenauer, Luke Jackson. USC had Sam Clancy, Scalabrini, all those guys, and you know we had some decent teams that finished fifth or sixth because the top of the league was just too good. And those those Arizona teams, I mean, when you're bringing Luke off the bench and and, and some of these guys that, you know, Michael Wright to me um, was one of the better players I ever played against that his game didn't obviously like equate right. to an NBA star, but man, that dude was a load down there. And I just, I just remember walking into the, you know, into the arena sometimes watching them warm up and going like, how, like, how are we going to do this tonight? Right. And I guess that's where, uh, you know, 
that's where the uh, bad blood started for me with the, I know everybody probably wants to hear about the Luke Walton fight, but we'll, we can get to that later. Yeah. Oh, we're de- we'll, de- we'll definitely get to that one in a few minutes, but uh, all right. So you're going against Jason Gardner pretty much all, I think all four years, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. All four years, yep. Yeah. What was it like going against him as a competitor right there? Uh, he was a, he was a beast, man. I mean, you could not ever lose sight of him or relax for one second because he just didn't miss open shots and he was mm. so creative and so crafty and he was strong. And and I tell people, all, you know, I'm like, his freshman year, he was the second best guard in the country, arguably the best guard in the country next to Jay Williams at Duke. Right, right, I mean, for he sure. Was, he was that good and, you know, ended up staying all four years. And, I mean, Jason had an unbelievable career. But he he was, yeah, by far, I mean, one of the top three or four players I ever had to guard, you know, in my time playing college basketball. He was, he was incredible. And I got to know him a little bit, you know, obviously playing mm-hmm. against him for all those years you earn a little bit of a, you know, respect and a bond, you know, towards your later, later years, right, probably the last sure. couple of games. But, um, and then when I was in the uh, college slam dunk contest, the final four slam dunk contest, mm-hmm. he was in the final four three point contest. So we got to hang out in, in new Orleans for, you know, a couple of days or a week and yeah, I got a chance to spend some time with them. And that's, what's fun, man. He, it's so heated and it's so crazy. And, you know, I say so many stupid things about this rivalry, but it's, it's, it's really deep down. Like when you get, get away from the court, we used to play with those guys in the summer. We used to have, you know, we had fun. So it was mm-hmm. a great time. Did you see when obviously you got to play against Gilbert for two years, did you see Gilbert becoming the pro that he did where, you know, before everything derailed, he's putting up yeah. 30 points a game and flirting with the, being the leading scorer in the world. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew he was good. I think it's kind of a lot like like Harden. I mean, you knew he was really good yeah. in, in college, but I don't know that I thought he was going to be dropping 60 at the Staples Center like Gilbert did that one night and right. torching, you know, Kobe and the Lakers. They, you know, he was elite, elite when he was in the league at his top level. And, uh, you know, he had a, a heck of a career. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Pac-12 now as a whole compared to when you were playing, because I think you hit the nail on the head right there. When you were when you guys were playing, you had three, four teams that were always kind of top ten entities. And then for the last you know five, ten years, it seems like there's been one good team in the conference. Sometimes, sometimes there's been. What is why is the consistency fallen off to where there's not three teams at least in the last ten years that you could always count on there, Kyle? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird because it's kind of the landscape of college basketball has changed, obviously, and. The West Coast, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, some of those SEC schools where they're selling out and getting big crowds. I mean, really outside of McHale, you know, some of these buildings that used to be great. And that's why I laughed last night. Everybody's talking so, you know, how Polly's just rocking and Polly's such a tough venue. I'm like, most of the time, Polly's right. not a tough right. place to play. I mean, right. Arizona rolled in and that was a big game. But, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, Stanford, when I was there, I didn't even mention them. They were number one in the country, the, you know, Collins twins, Matson. Mm-hmm. those guys Casey remember, Jacobson yeah and those yeah. you know those teams that Arizona those Arizona Stanford games I mean mm-hmm. where Maples Pavilion I remember it was either Jason or, or Richard having to tell the refs the the basket was shaking because yeah. that you know the the floor in that place was so bouncy and it, it it was it was loaded man I mean six seven eight teams sometimes deserving of, of bids all the time all right with <sighs> Let's talk a little bit ASU hoop. So I kind of came of age in the the early to mid nineties. So I'm date myself there a little bit, but whatever. Um, ASU to me when and it was the Bill Frieder era um, that you know I kind of came up with, where you had headache, you had Ron Riley, you had Mario Bennett. There was always a little bit of a 
I don't want to say an intimidation factor, but you knew when you were going to play ASU that you were going to have that there was going to be a lot of talent there. Mm-hmm. And there's been some teams like that since. And what's what's prevented ASU from maybe taking that next step? Um, I'll, I'll give you another example, and then I'll let you go. I thought when I saw Donnell Knight and Tommy Smith in high school, yeah, I was like, whoa, those guys can play here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and Do- or Tommy Smith obviously went on to have a better college career. But what's what's prevented what's prevented ASU from maybe taking that next step? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to answer because I mean, I think uh, I was part of that recruiting class with Tommy Smith mm-hmm. and Donnell Knight. Sean Reddidge was a right. uh, basketball from Nebraska. From Nebraska, and we had a great freshman year with uh, you know we were on the bubble. We missed out uh, on the tournament by I mean just we had to be like the last team out. And we had a couple, you know, mediocre years. And then my senior year, we broke through, went to the tournament with Tommy and Donnell and Curtis Millage and those guys. Mm-hmm. And then he, again, Coach Evans brings in Ike Diago, who's super talented, and Serge Angunu in a really good class. And it, it just never, you know, they never quite, like you said, never quite got over the hump. And then you bring in Herb Sendek, and he has a couple good years. We it just seemed like we always cycle in some really good players, you know, some stars every three to four years, we, we pop up and have, you know, NCAA tournament team. And, you know, I thought like when Harden was there and, and U of A was transitioning out of the Lute Olsen era and our, right. and, and ASU's five and O against Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, this is it, man. This right. is it. This is right. where we take this thing, this take this thing. And then it's like, Oh, nope, just kidding. You know, Sean comes in, does a heck of a job and right and uh, reloads and, and my boy coach Pennell um, who's my basketball mentor did a great job as the intern you know going to the sweet 16 you know that was that was uh yeah I think that was the opportunity for ASU to to just keep push push Arizona under and it just didn't happen you know it's, it just didn't happen so I think you hit the nail on the head on something it always seems that ASU had like the, the one player mm-hmm. you know the, the Ike Diagu a uh, a James Harden um a uh uh, a Jahi Carson, you know, yeah. guys like that, but it never feels like they're able to quite fill that roster out entirely there. Do you think now with the proliferation of the prep scene in Phoenix, where, you know, when you look at the prep schools and granted, I mean, these kids aren't Phoenicians, a lot of them, mm. but is that something that you see ASU being able to tap into in the next few years? I think so. I hope so. I mean, I think coach Hurley and his staff has done a good job recruiting since they've been here. Um, in general, but I, I hope that they can get some stars. And you, you mentioned it early, who wouldn't really want to play right. in a system as free as, as, as Bobby's is, you know, he gives his players a lot of freedom. They always seem to play hard. And, you know, I, I, I was, uh, you know, super, super excited when he, when he was hired and, you know, I know it's been a couple of tough years, but I, I still believe in, in coach Hurley and his staff. And I, I hope that one day it gets to a point where it's like, you know, we split every season and it's, we all hate each other. And it, you know, it's no fun when I know it's probably fun for you guys. Like I went one and eight in my career against U of A. So I don't know why people hate me so much, Right, but probably cause I just say stupid stuff. But um, you know, I, I just, I hope it gets to a point where, you know, it's just hit or miss on who, who's going to pull it out, you know? Right. Okay. A couple questions before we let you go. And again, can't thank you enough for your time here. Uh, you brought it up. Talk a little bit about the Luke Walton story. Man, so I think that's where all the hate stems from. For sure, 100%. So uh, so Luke, uh, Luke was – no, let me back up. We The one time we did beat Arizona when I was there, we beat them at home. I think they're like number two or three in the country. Mm-hmm. And we, we smacked them pretty good. And you did? 
And that's that's honestly the only game I remember of the rivalry, by mm-hmm. the way. But right. no, but um, serious and serious, uh, serious note. I we go down to Tucson. It was one of those weird, you know, schedule things where, which I guess I get we can do say that about this year. But we played them right away again in Tucson, like two weeks later. And so we come in, and Mikhail is just blowing up, and they go out to like twenty six to four lead. And you know, I remember Jason hit a shot, a three, and he's running. He's standing at half court just like this. And, I mean, I've never seen it or heard a building that loud. I'm telling you. And I'm like, God. And so we go to the timeout. And, you know, I always prided myself on being a fiery competitor and a leader or whatever. So we go to the timeout, and I, I just rip – I start ripping into our guys. I mean, I'm grabbing jerseys. I'm just screaming. And the coaches just let me go. And I'll, basically my message was like, you know, are we, let's just go home. Let's just get on the bus. If you guys don't want to hoop, let's just get on the bus. Like we're not going out like this. You know, I'm just losing my mind to the point where I'm like seeing stars, you know? Right. And so coming out of the timeout, coach, coach Evans taps me on the head and he goes, you know, that a boy, like, you know, get him going, do something to get him going. So the very next play, there's a loose ball and little scrum for the ball. I can't remember one of my teammates was on it. And so I just dove on the pile late and, so this is where it gets crazy because if you're a U of A fan, I get right. this all the time. Oh, you sucker punched Luke Walton. I'm like, okay, I didn't sucker punch him, but I definitely shouldn't have dove on the pile that late or whatever. But what happened was Luke, like, if you ever watch the video, Luke kind of just shoves me off. Like, look, like he's probably like, dude, get off me. Like I was 150 pounds, you know? Right, right. And it's like, get off me, you know? Like, and I just started flailing and swinging. And, you know, I don't even think I ever connected, but I was just flailing my arms around. And I remember coming to the bench and one of my teammates was like, dude, what is wrong with you? Right. <laughs> and I, I was, I'm like, I'm good, man. I'm good. And then they, they come on and say, I've been ejected. And so then for the next two years, man, every time I touched the ball, the yeah, U of right. A crowd booed me. It's like, even if I just caught to swing it, you know, like, yeah. Boo! you know, real right. quick. And so that's kind of where I think I've still voted like one of the most hated uh, top, top five most hated in McHale center or something. It's like the dude that stepped on, Oh, Buttinger's face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And then it's like Nate Robinson, Don It's The other ones are like NBA Hall of Famers and then me, you know, so I'm like. Look at it this way, Kyle. It's good company to have. Yeah. So I I have and I just, you know, I have fun, fun with it because honestly, I hit a game winning shot at ASU my freshman year. When I see people, they don't remember that. I had some, you know, good games, uh, you know high assist games or tournament games. Nobody ever talks to me about that. The first thing with, they remember that I played the first thing they asked me about is the, the little scuffle with Walton. So I'm like, whatever, I guess that sums up, sums up my career, but it, it was fun, you know, for sure. All right. Before we let you go, my man, give me a, uh, give me a prediction. And from a uh, expert perspective, what do you, what, what should the average fan be looking for in the game on Saturday? Uh, I think, you know, as we all know, anything could happen in, in rivalry games. And I, I sure know that both teams are going to be hungry. You know, obviously Bobby's teams, uh, you know, from my perspective, always play hard. I think they're going to come in and and scrap and claw and try to do, uh, you know, a little bit of everything to try to just, you know, junk it up and 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 make it a game. And I know U of A is going to come back hungry and, and ready to make a statement to the pack and to their, you know, their rivals. So I think it's going to be a I think it'll be a heated game and a, and a fun game. I, I think the big key is for Arizona state is keeping Arizona off the boards. I mean, even just watching last night, I know they missed a lot of shots, but I mean, man, you guys are long and you guys play hard. You play fast. It's a fun brand of basketball. If I, you know, if it wasn't Arizona, I, you know, I probably right. would really, uh, you know, really 
cheer for a team like that in college basketball, but obviously I, I can't do that. I've only cheered for U of A one time in my life, and that's when my boy Kyle Fogg was playing. Oh, Kyle Fogg. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. All right, yeah. Kyle. So another Kyle. Kyle, appreciate your time, my man. Yeah. And uh, again, this has been this has been a blast. Always give anybody props coming on here from the ASU. Yeah. Side. So again, dude, thanks again. Really appreciate you. No, anytime, guys. And I, I hope uh, hope to see a lot of you guys out there on Saturday. And feel free oh. to give it to me. I don't care. Right. You know, I, I know I deserve it. So. <laughs> oh, we travel. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, Kyle. Appreciate you, buddy. All right. Have a have a good one. All right. Thanks again. Yeah. Big, big kudos there to big kudos there to Kyle Dodd. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, like when you kind of engage on Twitter, they don't really, uh, they don't really want to talk, you know, but you know, that was fun. That was a, that was a good conversation and I'm a history buff and I wanted to really pick his brain on some things, especially the teams that he went against. So that was absolutely great. All right, let's get the DraftKings read in here. And then we're going to get to a little bit more U of A basketball right here. All right. First and foremost, here's the deal. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. You throw down $5 on any game, and guess what? If that NFL team hits, you get $280 in free plays. That simple, that easy. You can do whatever you want then with the $280. Bet it anywhere you want on, obviously, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, remember, this is for new customers only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Arizona only, 21 and up. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you all taken care of. And like I said, this is the time that you want to be betting because, again, everybody's going to be watching. This is Championship Sunday, and these two teams are going to be heading to the Super Bowl. So it's going to be incredibly fun to be able to watch these games, especially if you got a little bit of money on it. So, you know, make that one happen right there. All right. Arizona ASU has always been fascinating to me for a variety of reasons. First and foremost, obviously, you know, you look at it, Arizona basketball has been one of the top 15 programs, you know, in the nation and ASU, you kind of wonder why they aren't better. And that's why I wanted to have Kyle on here. And he was able to kind of explain it that, you know, I mean, you were able to hear those reasons right there, but when people talk about it and I know that it's kind of a one-sided rivalry, but what people nationally don't get about Arizona ASU is that there really is a hatred that is involved right there. Whether it's football, whether it's basketball, both sides don't like each other. And that's not something that you can really fake. Like you get some people that try to make a rivalry, especially with conference expansion. You try to oh, give you an idea. You try to turn Nebraska and Iowa into a rivalry. Okay. I mean, you're right next to each other, but you know, whatever. I don't think that anybody cares too much about that one. So it's hard to really make something natural like that. Arizona ASU is natural. It is that one right there. Both sides don't like each other. And whenever one side feels that they're going to get the upper hand, that's when the other side starts getting a little bit uncomfortable. And Kyle talked about it right there that, you know, when they were able to win five straight against the U of A, he's thinking, okay, we got this one. And then obviously things have turned there. But, you know, right now, Arizona coming off a tough loss to US, UCLA right there. I wouldn't want to be ASU on the other side of this game because I think you're going to get an incredibly motivated Arizona basketball team right here. And as we've seen before, this Arizona team, when they get going and they're able to really and they're able to really talk about they're really able to you know, play against a team that's a little bit, a uh, little bit overmatched. 
they become big problems right there. And I think that's what makes this team unique. So I would look for a big, big time victory right here. And uh, obviously we'll have that all covered right here. One thing though, again, need to remind all of you, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Throw down $5 on an NFL game this week for new customers only. And if that team wins, you get $280 in free plays. Again, it's that simple. It's that easy. Make it happen. And you know what? You can have a lot of different things that you can play with. You can have a lot of different avenues that you can traverse right there. Because guess what? You got a little bit of extra money right there. And who doesn't want a little bit of extra money in their life right there? And I know that I would. And I think you probably would as well. Again, you've got the Niners, you've got the again the Niners, the Rams, and you've got the Chiefs, and you got the Bengals. Pretty interesting games right there. So check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, and get that one all taken care of right there. All right. Now, one other read, and then we're going to get to a little bit of preview, a little bit of U of A football, because we got a bunch of big stuff coming up right here. Now, obviously, this is from the Arizona Department of Health Services. Children five and older are now eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce, reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. It's safe. It's free. It's highly effective. COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov backslash find vaccine for a location near you. We all know somebody that's been affected by COVID-19. If you can try to get the vaccine there, because this is something that I think, you know, can really benefit a lot of people. And again, so if you can make that work, uh, hop on there again. Uh, it's down to children that are five and older right now. All right. Got a lot of stuff coming up. We're going to be on tomorrow with Dave Hickey. Got a lot of questions to ask Dave. Dave's one of my favorite people. Dave knows that. I'm really looking forward to that one. Football, Friday, a lot of stuff. All the newcomers, all the recruits, this is the time that Jed Fish is going to be talking about them, talking about maybe some NILs, talking about this recruiting class as a whole. This is the best recruiting class that this team, this program has ever brought in by any metric. And it's going to be fun to see how exactly this recruiting class was able to play out. You're going to want to keep it here on the AZ Wildcats podcast because we got all the best guests. You're going to want to go to GoPHNX and get a membership. And if you get a membership, you get one of those really cool Back the A t-shirts right there. But there's all kinds of cool stuff that's going to be, how did how did Tatora McMillan, five-star wide receiver, how did he become a U of A guy? How important was Noah Fafita to making all of this happen? How important was the uh, uh, Rayshon Luke? How are you able to get him at the last second, the uh, MVP of an All-American Bowl? A lot of people think that he's related to me. Believe it or not, he is not related to me. We're going to be there with audio. We're going to be giving you constant updates. So make sure that you keep it here. Subscribe to the AZ Wildcats podcast. And again, for Kyle Dodd, can't thank you enough, bud. It's, uh, it's always fun when somebody will come on here and not just engage in Twitter. And we had a fun back and forth right there. But for everybody else there, Kyle Dodd, Mike Luke, we'll be back with you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Mark your calendars because we've got Dave Hickey coming on. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.